Batman. Well, that's our theme. That's our theme song, Chelsea. I was singing along to it because that's what we do. It here at CL Squared Productions, we like to bring a song to the hearts of of everyone. Yes, especially the to the to the millions to the millions you know in person and the dozens listening at home. We like to uh, to give a song to all of them. Dozens, <laughs> God, that's depressing. <laughs> hey, it's it's a start. <laughs> I it's, hate it's, it. It's, <laughs> it's better than like the two people. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you to everyone who loyally listens to our stupid asses. You are much appreciated. Yes. Tell more people about us. We wanna we wanna before the end of the year we wanna go from dozens to hundreds. Anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> Exactly what Charles that's, said. <laughs> that's how that's how we achieve unlimited power. Yes. So, you want that because we're uh, you know you you definitely want us to go fucking Super Saiyan or Harold turn blonde. It'll be fucking awesome. Um, now I have to go so, watch Dragon Ball Z. I'm gonna give up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me just put it this way: if you just skip every like ninth episode of Dragon Ball Z, you'll get the story. I've seen, usually, I've seen every episode, Charles. I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> then, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where there'll do. be like an episode with plot, and then they'll fight for about seven episodes. Yes. And precisely. then they'll have a little more plot, and then, you know, fucking Vegeta or something will go Super Saiyan, and Goku will have to fucking, you know, go to another planet because he's dead, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a magical show that doesn't always carry the plot. <laughs> Did you ever see the uncensored, like, early, like, original Dragon Ball? If I was, yes. I believe I did because Dylan, my brother, had found some way to watch it, but we weren't supposed to watch it. Yeah, where, like, Goku is just a a fucking pervert, where he's, like, lifting up Bulma's skirt all the time or, like, stealing her panties. He steals her panties while she's sleeping in one episode. That's so messed up. I feel like I probably saw that, but I was so young that I I don't remember it, and it probably went way over my head. Yeah, I didn't see any of that until I was in my, my like, uh, I don't know, probably about maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Because I saw Dragon Ball when it first came on when I was, like, you know, maybe in my 20s, but, like... You know, like ten years ago or so, I saw the uh, the uncensored ones, and I was like, "Wow, Goku was a little fucking not even a pervert. He's basically sexually assaulting like Bulma." So, like, like so many people in Ichi the Killer. <laughs> you know, well, we'll get to that. Which is well, speaking of which, Ichi the Killer is our film for this week. That's why we were talking about Dragon Ball. It all ties together because we we're talking about anime, which is Japanese, and now we speak about a Japanese movie by Takashi Mike, not Takashi Mike. What culture? Anyway, um, so, yes. uh, by Takashi Mike, uh, came out in 2001. That's what I was wondering. Um, I was like, what year did this come out? I didn't want to look up anything about this movie before I saw it, because I know that you loved it so much. Yeah, yeah. It came out in 2001. I, I don't know what year I saw it. Um, for a long time, it, it was not available. I actually had a pirated copy of it because no distributor in America would touch it for like 10 years. And now it's on Shudder. You watch it on Shudder, yeah. everyone. <laughs> now it's now it's like everywhere, but for a long time, like that and Battle Royale were films that like you would see on like a videotape or something that was like a third-hand copy. Yeah. Um, Each of the Killer was just, it was. we all heard about it like when it first came out and it was like, this is the most fucked up movie and it'll never come to America. It was really messed um, up. I told my mother about it this evening and she was like, I'm good. 
<laughs> that's my mother who introduced me to horror, so it's just it's yeah. kind of shocking. Well, that's the thing. It's not a horror. It's incredibly gory, but it's not a horror film. Mm-mm. It's like a, it's kind of like a mob action comedy, if anything. But it's like incredibly gory. Like, I don't even stuff... think I could put it in a genre, in a specific genre. But it's horrifying. It's a Mickey some film. Of the things that it's, happen. <laughs> it's a Mickey film. That's the way to describe it. Um, yes. Uh, we'll we'll have one other Mickey film uh, during this, and you'll get to kind of see that he's just so. Before we start, James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Slither and all these other cool movies, uh, had a theory on Takashi Miike that I always loved. Oh. Um, that he feels that Takashi Miike actually hates being a director and uh, is constantly trying to get fired. But everyone just looks at his ideas and goes, oh my god, that's brilliant, go with that. So he just that's ends up being... Hilarious. Yeah, everyone just ends up calling him a genius, but his whole goal is really to get fired because he hates being a filmmaker. And is that maybe why some of the things in this film happened? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, by the way, also, if you've seen, if you've seen Hostel, uh, Takashi Miki actually has a, ca- a cameo in it. Oh, really? I just watched that for the first time, like, a month ago. Yeah, do you know when, when he's going in there and there's the Japanese guy who's like, if you're not oh, careful, yeah. you could end up spending all your money? That's Takashi Miike. That's so crazy. You know what? When that movie came out um, in theaters, I went to go see it, and I had just gotten into the horror genre, and it was so slow. It was slowly, it, like, it was paced so slowly that I walked out, and I just watched uh, it for the first time. I am really not a fan of Hostel for a, lo- for a whole bunch of different reasons, but yeah. um, we'll... We'll, we'll, we'll talk... Well, let's talk about a movie I do enjoy. So, yes. let's talk about Ichi the Killer. So, uh, we start off with some really frenetic uh, shots of uh, Shinjuku, uh, you know, uh, um, mixed with, like, bicycle spokes. Like, the most interesting bicycle spokes I think I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Um, it was... And, uh, I mean, the, it, just how... And then there were these random shots where it seemed like it was almost, like, stop motion. Like, the, it, the frame would just stop... And the music would keep playing, and then it would just continue on, and it was really interesting throughout this entire mon- montage. Yeah, he did some very... Throughout the whole movie, he does some very interesting things, where, like, he'll slow down the music if the scene is in slow motion, or, yeah. like, when it stops, he'll stop the music sometimes, or and then have it start up again. Like, Mickey just does so many interesting things on it. Mickey actually does, like, 100 films a year or something like that. What? Yeah, no, he has a ridiculously gigantic catalog. How old is this man now? How can we work um, with him? I will learn the language. I think he is... Well, you know what? You don't even have to. There's a movie named Gozu he did where he has an American actress who is speaking phonetically. And it is, and her, her cue cards are, ver, are in the shot on purpose. I love, I love shit like that. If it's done well, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it's such a it's it's such like a weird like it it it's one of the things where like if it was in any other type of movie it would just look unprofessional, but yeah. here it just looks like it looks weird and adds to the whole surreal nature of the film that there's this like American woman living in Japanese and, and living in Japan who has like cue cards around her apartment so she knows how to communicate with people. I mean that's like pretty realistic, honestly. I want to watch that. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so we open with, like, these, you know, really frenetic shots and stuff, and then we go to a bunch of Yakuza um, who are kind of sitting around, and their body and the bodyguard, uh, Kanako, I, I think that's how you pronounce that, um, 
he basically wants to be safe than he wants to be more safe than sorry. He wants to go and uh, you know post a guy outside uh, his boss's door, his boss Anjo. Um, and what I love about this, and this is why I, lo I love the characters in this film, that he's not just a bodyguard like he would be in any other film. He's getting calls from his son. Yes. Because he because he's divorced dad. <laughs> Yeah. And, yes. And I, I really I, liked I, him. He was one of my favorite characters because I almost empathize, like empathized with him several yeah. times. Yeah. Like I love I love little touches like that. So then we get the opening credits in the bicycle spokes, which yes. once again was really really interesting. It's so great to go from like you know the shitty fonts of like Left Behind <laughs> to like <laughs> you know see something like this where it's like a, like the fucking credits are creative. You know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we start seeing, um, Boss Anjo, and he's just beating the shit out of this girl. Wait, that, um, was, that was Anjo. Yeah, that was Boss Anjo. Oh my god, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was Boss, that's the one who ends up missing, yeah. Um, so he's beating the shit out of this girl, and then he rapes her, and outside the window is Ichi. Yes, um, who, before I knew his name was Ichi, I wrote sperm and plant guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, basically, uh, this it's very interesting uh, fun fact about this scene. Um, the actor um, who played Ichi uh, for the sperm on the plant, um, they had uh, Harvey Weinstein as his double um, so that yes, he could that jerk makes... off onto the plant. <laughs> we will never let this go. <laughs> oh, no, no, we won't. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, na uh, Nao Omari uh, played Ichi, and I loved him in this. He was like, this insane fucking, like, ridiculous lunatic. But I was rooting all, for him the entire time. Who's so, like, timid, and he's, like... I wanted him to, like, I wanted him to just be, like, a hero. I really did. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't care about the bad things that he did because I just loved him <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Uh, we see Ichi's watching, and he's jerking off, and he has uh, flashbacks to his high school rape that becomes very important throughout the story. Yes. Um, and Boss Anjo hears a noise and goes to check it out, and Ichi is gone, but he finds cum. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, in a plant. And the, and the cum <laughs> starts dripping onto the ground, and then out of the pool of cum, which is very realistic-looking cum, and I will tell you why in a second, uh... The, the title sequence comes out of it, which is, well, the most creative title sequence I could ever, po I think we've seen on any film so far. Mm -hmm. And also one that I'm, I 100% would get, like, arrested if I tried to do in a real, uh, <laughs> in an American film. Nowadays, we can't do anything, especially here. <laughs> well, even, even back then, I think this was pretty extreme. So, uh, the sperm, um, you know... Takashi Miike uh, talked about how he thought that, you know, they used fake sperm at first and it didn't look right. So he got the idea of, well, what if we use real sperm? Now, you notice there's a whole lot of sperm there. There's a ton of sperm there. So he basically went to the crew and had a bucket and said to them, any of them who are comfortable doing this, can you, we'll pay you more if you jerk off into this bucket. So that we can use serious? that. So that we can use that in the title sequence. <laughs> That's so magical. So we can't I guess do that. <laughs> no, 
No, even if we wanted to. That's like some sort of like huge violation, I'm sure. It's like Yeah, now I wanna do it though. <laughs> you know, well, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if our crew would like it. If you here's a bucket. All you should jerk off into. Please it. masturbate into this. <laughs> so but yeah, that's something. Um, the only thing I feel bad for is the the fucking PA who had to clean that later in the day. Oh god, you're right. I would just get a hose. I hope that's what they did. Yeah. I never heard how they cleaned it up, but I certainly hope. That, I'm sure um, you can find it on the internet somewhere. I've I looked it up extensively, and uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't able to find out how they how they got rid of it. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the craziest thing to ever hear you say. I looked it up extensively. It's well, amazing. I did because because that was my whole question of did some poor PA have to fucking like clean this up? Yeah, right. <laughs> like. Like, you know, or did they just hire some guy who worked at a peep booth or something? (laughs) Well, based on the whole, like, idea of this world in this place in Japan, there are so many seedy people and so much violence that I'm sure that, like, if that's in any way realistic to the time, (laughs) that they could have gotten someone that they could have just hired to do that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, speaking of cleanup crews, uh, we go to... I God, how did you even pronounce this guy's name? Uh, in Inui or whatever? I don't know. But he was shooting up. Um, I and just I love wrote, how, I wrote shoot up guy. <laughs> yeah, so so he's uh, I'll, I'll call him Kano because that's what the character's name eventually is revealed to be. Yes. Um, so Kano wants to shoot up, and uh, his boss Gigi and his partner uh, Long. Um, are telling him not to, and I love that he grabs the phone from Long because Long mm. is trying to call uh, this this girl that he uh, pimps out named Mew Mew, uh, who becomes very important to the plot later on. Yes, um, there is, um, you know, there's just this great shot. So then we meet Kakahara, um, and Kakahara is this like yakuza with blonde hair, uh, played by Tadanobo. Uh, Asano, who you might know from Thor. Um, huh? Yeah, no, he was uh, in Thor. He gets He's the first one to get killed by, in uh, Ragnarok, he's the first one to get killed by uh, Hela. I need to rewatch that movie for so yeah, many reasons he, now, including he was just incredible. He was so scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, we find out that Boss Anja, but there's this awesome shot, it's a CG shot, but it's still cool, where he has like, so he has like a fucking Chelsea smile going on. Uh, where it's cut from, like, his cheek to his mouth, and he has piercings mm-hmm. that hold his, uh, his cheeks together. And there's a scene of him smoking a cigarette, and there's smoke coming out from between the two slits in his mouth, like they're gills or something. I'm really sad that the, to learn that that's CGI, because that was one of my favorite shots of the whole thing. I was like, wait, what? There was a bunch of CGI shots in it, but they're good. But like, they did some really cool. Like, I think they did the right thing. They mixed them with practical. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It wasn't like, too much l- of one or the other. Yeah, like like when they show like the rooms filled with body parts or whatever, they went to a butcher shop. Oh, really? Like those were real. Yeah, those are real organs um, that they used. Fuck. Um, because because once again, Takashi Miike didn't. He tried using fake ones and didn't think they looked right. So they just went and spent, like, the Japanese equivalent of $1,000 at a butcher shop. Wow. Um, and just cover... I, I can't imagine that's a set that anybody... Once again, that anybody wants to clean. No. <laughs> no, that's disgusting. Because um, imagine how many times they maybe had to, like, do that shot over again. Like, how many takes, maybe? And then yeah. and just how bad the meat smelled after a while. 
Yeah, no, there's in the uh, I I it's been years since I heard the director's commentary for it, but I distinctly remember them talking about how much the room smelled. And at nice. one point, when one at one point when one of the actors slips, that was actually just the actor slipping because <gasps> it was just so gross with all the organs in there. I love that. That's what the, the like, especially when the editor and the director just agree. Like, yep, that's that's the take that we're choosing. For yeah, film. yeah, yeah. That's the best. So. So we find out that boss um, Anjo is missing, and he took three million yen with him. Uh, do you know how much three million yen it is? Because I don't. No, I can Google it. Ah, eh, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so, no, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> well, you know, I know uh, it might fuck up your recorder thing, so no. let's. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. So the boss is missing, and then the big uh, yakuza boss comes in. $28,608 U.S. dollars. Oh, that's not very much. No, it's not. No. I mean, well, I guess, I mean, you know, still, if someone steals $28,000, you're not just going to be, oh, it's only $28,000. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> I, I can find that between the cushions of the couch. You know? Yeah, right? So, that reminds me I should go through my couch. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we shot Teresa and Allison for less than $28,000. So, yes. you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so the big, and, and the big Yakuza boss comes in. I love the big Yakuza boss. I don't remember what his name was, but I love how he's... Just unwell. <laughs> and Which one is ca- that? <laughs> That's the dude carrying the hourglass with him. Oh, yeah. Who always looks like he's about to, like, die. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. I, I, I really do. So, uh, so you know, then we meet uh, Karen. Um, and, yes. I, and Karen's... There's so many interesting characters in this film. Karen's fascinating. She speaks in English part of the time, and that's really interesting because she's the only character that does that. Well, here's the thing. Karen isn't just speaking in English and Japanese. Karen is speaking in English, Japanese, and Mandarin. In Mandarin, yes, yes. Yeah. So I love that Karen, because um, the actress herself was like Miss Hong Kong or something like that. Oh. Um, so she legitimately spoke all these different languages. That's so cool. Um, she was great. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, if I recall correctly, she said that Japanese was not even, like, a language she was particularly good at. So she had the idea of what if she kept switching back and forth. And the nice. lines that she did in Japanese were the lines she was comfortable with saying in Japanese. Oh, cool. And then the other lines were, like, she said she's more comfortable speaking in Mandarin or English. So she would speak in those. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. So we find out the, cl- the cleanup crew are outcasts... Um, of the, uh, you know, of, of the various gangs. Yeah, like um, either people who were kicked out of the gangs. I don't, yeah. And they just clean yeah. up, they clean up after Ichi. Yeah, and, and basically, uh, Kakihara goes up to uh, Gigi, who's kind of the leader of the outcasts, and is mm-hmm. like, if you find out anything about Boss Anjo, let me know. And Gigi just gives this obnoxious fucking smile, and it's fucking great. Yeah. Um... And uh, we also find out Ichi is a really shitty waiter. <laughs> that was just so sad. So it's just like he's just crying. I, I don't remember exactly how it's explained, like, what he does. There was but... a fly in the Coke or something. Oh, something like that. I figured he did something, like, egregiously wrong because that wouldn't be outside of his character. But um, he's just, like, standing, like, where you run the food to the tables and, the, and his boss just hands him, like, what is it, like a knife? Yeah. And he's like, you're no good to me until you're dead. Kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and Ichi's just crying. And I'm like, what? what's happening to the... Because even by this point, I didn't know that that was Ichi. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. I had no, it was just sperm and plant dude who's not Harvey Weinstein. So I was just yeah. very, very yeah. I just, I empathized with him so much. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and the next shot I love, because it's just so random, like the random naked dude being chased down the street that has nothing to do with the rest of the film. No, I didn't even write about that, because I was like, I feel like this doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like, but I love that, like, it's just a weird thing that I don't know if, if I don't even know the story behind that. I don't know if Mickey was just like, hey, you know, random extra, do you want to make some, some money? <laughs> Take yeah. off your pants and just run down the street, and we'll start the shot with that. So amazing. Or, or if that was in the script, I don't know. With Mickey, you can never tell, and that's really what's fucking great about it. That's um, so good. So uh, Gigi shows up uh, to Kakihata. And, and this is uh, one of my favorite shots because it's so cool because you can see Gigi oh, talking. Oh, the fish to, tank. Yeah, and so it's, they shot it from behind the fish tank. So you can see the fish, and then you just see Gigi talking to Kakihara, and it's just so, I just really love that. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was watching that shot, like, because, you know, last time I saw the film, I wasn't a filmmaker. So I'm like watching, and I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I want to rip that shot off. Yeah. I want to, if fucking Tarantino can do it, so can we, you yes. know, so like, because it's such a good shot and I love it so much. It's so cool. Um, yeah, so Gigi's there uh, talking to Kakahata and I love how both uh, their coverage is through the fish tank. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, and uh, so uh, Gigi's there spreading rumors that Mr. Suzuki um, is the one who to uh, kidnap Los Angeles. Yes. So uh, Kakahata uh, basically kidnaps Suzuki and hangs well, him from Chelsea. fish hooks. <laughs> yeah. Just hangs him from giant hooks, just suspended from like um, every place on his back. And it's just like absolutely horrifying to watch. And the dude and didn't his wrists do too. this. And his wrists and ankles. And too. his wrists and ankles, yeah. It's just absolutely terrible. And, the, and he just asks, what does he ask? He either he asks Gigi if, if he can go and get some shrimp right before the the next scene yeah. cuts to to Suzuki with like just hanging like this, and so he's um, Kakihara is just is just cooking some shrimp tempura, <laughs> and then it just pans out and you see the fucking dude hanging from these fish hooks and the poor guy is just like I didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> and Kakihara starts taking like these like fucking nine inch like fucking they look like sewing needle like yeah. knitting needles or these something these things exist throughout the entire film and he just keeps like st he stabs him in the cheek and i thought at first yeah. i was like he's gonna make him have like the slits in his cheeks that he has but no yeah. he just does it as a torture thing and then goes up through his chin and through his tongue to do that yeah. and i was like oh it's th it's this kind of movie okay i understand well yeah. Char charles is having me watching it so i'm not surprised um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he, and he threatens to do it to his dick like, yeah, so crazy. And then he, he keeps interrogating him. The dude doesn't have any fucking information, really. So he takes the boiling water from the shrimp tempura and pours it's, it all oh, over Oh, it's not water. Body. It's oil. It's oil, it's right? Oil. It's the oil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's oil. <laughs> it's and, cooking oil, which, fuck, holy shit. <laughs> yes, and you're right. And, it, and he just pours it all over his back and then on his face. And I was like, this poor... Man, when the other yeah. people show up, the other gang. <laughs> yeah, Fun, uh, Funaki shows up. Uh, yeah. the guns are pointed at Kakihara, who's in trouble, basically. Um, and then we cut we cut to Ichi, who's at a hostess club. Um, yes, with well, the, uh, I guess Gigi disappears because, of course, they find out that Gigi's the yeah. one who gave the information. So Gigi disappears, yeah. and the dude is cut down eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
And and I also love that we find out that Kano got plastic surgery, and the line that the other guy gives is, wait a minute, you got plastic surgery and you chose that face? Uh, that was the best. <laughs> that was the best. So, um, we go to Ichi at a hostess club, um, and he is coming on to Sailor, who is the girl who we saw beaten up by Boss Anjo earlier. Yes. Um, and he likes her because she's beaten up. Um, yes. And she says, you're the only guy I know who likes women black and blue. And I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah, no, her face, and it's not just black and blue. Her face is swollen, like yeah. her eye is closed. It's like, it, it, it looks like when the fucking, that uh, MMA fucking asshole, like, hospitalized his girlfriend. Like, that's what it looked like. It was so disgusting. And so yeah. he, Ichi winds up saying that, like, he'll, he offers to kill this dude for her. And yeah. She's happy about that, we think. Yeah, so, um, and then we go to, um, uh, Kakihara now is meeting with the big, uh, Nikuza boss and with Funaki, and they want him to apologize, either through giving, um, I think it's like a hundred million yen or something like that. Yeah, hundred million yen. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Kakihara is just like, you know what, I'll offer a sincere apology. Now, if you know anything about the Yakuza, there's the, uh, thing of cutting off the knuckles, um... As an apology, um, <laughs> yeah, just like got they'll full cut body the, chills. Yeah, they'll cut off their own uh, knuckles um, if they fuck up in order to show that they're uh, that they're they're legitimately sorry. Um, and uh, and and Funaki is like one or two fingers isn't gonna cut isn't gonna cut it, and he's like, no, I have a sweet tooth. I will cut off the source of my pleasure, yeah. and he saws off his own fucking tongue. It's so gross, and I loved it so much. And I love, and I, my favorite part about him cutting off his own tongue is that he then gets a phone call and answers it. Yeah, right? And he's only, like, muffled for a slight second. It's amazing. Yeah, he's like, hello? Uh, you know. Um, oh, I'll be right well, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's calling Karen. Um, I mean, Karen calls him. And when he gets there, you see he's kind of sewn uh, the tip of his yeah, tongue Yeah, he shut. was like, oh, I, I was like, oh, she, he says, sorry, I'm late. I just went to the hospital. And she was like, why? And then he shows her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, don't worry about it. The human body regenerates. And if I keep talking, it'll get better. I'm like, wait, no, that, that doesn't actually happen. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then there's this just great fucking tracking shot. Mm-hmm. Like from the street to this apartment, like I can't imagine how many takes that must have done. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was really well done and well sh- and like creative. It's not a type of tracking shot that you normally see. Yeah, and like I even love that they do a very quick establishing shot as they're walking in the building. The camera uh, tilts up. We see the building they're going into, and then it goes back to following them. Yeah, and I love how that was. I I like. The cinematography in this is great. I think that's one of the things. Is like there's just such creative. Uh, it's not just weird. It's well. It's like so well crafted. Everything, including each little shot in this, it, it, like it just further brings you into the world. Like everything fits yeah. with the world of this. Yeah, like that. That long tracking shot goes on for so long too. Like we see them, they talk for a little bit, and then they walk a cut. They walk like a block to a building. Then they go up several flights of stairs, mm-hmm. and they knock on the door and they talk to this junkie lady, and then this Kakihara. Junkie lady. Junkie lady. Yeah, I I don't know what her fucking name is. Um, Nobody does. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> so they uh, you know, they meet this junkie lady, and then. It doesn't go to another shot until, 
like way in and for all I know that could have that could have still been part of one continuous shot and they just did a cut there. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just it's just great there. So he's trying to find out information um mm-hmm. on Boss Anjo and uh she tells him about uh Kano. And then we go to these great shots of Kano looking for heroin in a room full of fucking feathers. Yeah, just like, I felt like he was probably going through so much withdrawal that he just, in order to deal with it, just tore apart everything he could. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, so, when we get, when when Kakihara gets there, he's in the TV. And I love, number one, I love that he's hiding in a fucking television. (laughs) He hides in a TV. It's so insane. And I also love that that they say he was already in it when we got here. Yeah, and so they just they just um, taped him up so that he couldn't escape. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, and they find a three million yen in the other room. Um, I love Kakihara just licks the blood and can immediately tell it's Wasancho. Yeah, that was just the best. He knew exactly whose blood it was just by licking it with his fucked up tongue. Now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Kakihara then learns about Ichi, and that he is now the target. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, basically at this point we kind of learned that Kakihara was a bit of a masochist. And, um, besides just being a sadistic lunatic, he's also, like, this masochist, um, who kind of had a thing for Boss Anjo because he loved how Boss Anjo beat him up. Um. Yes. And then, once again, there's just an awesome fucking shot of, of, uh, Kakihara's tongue in the jar. Yeah, Uh, that was awesome. And, um... And then Suzuki is threatening Kakihara's severed tongue. And just, um, like, squishes it in his hand. It was so great. Yeah. And then Gigi shows up um, just to make uh, Suzuki's day even worse. Yeah, of <laughs> Suzuki, by the way, is in the hospital. He's wrapped in head-to-toe in bandages. bandages. yeah. Yeah. And Gigi shows up with, like, a fucking samurai sword. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I didn't even put together that it was Gigi until. Well, there's a scene after they have the they have these like crazy masks on, and yeah. then afterward they just like, is it Gigi that says like it's really hard for me to wear this mask. I think it's Long who says that. Yeah, and they, it's Gigi talking about how he should have cut the uh, holes out higher. And <laughs> I, I just love how casual the conversation is about that. No, it's. I mean, like, I feel like for people in that world, it's probably almost realistic, but it works really well for the comedy of this movie. Yeah, yeah. So we cut to Anjo beating up Sailor, who is that girl uh, that um, Ichi had a thing for. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he's angry that she can't get clients, um, and she can't get clients because he keeps beating her up. Yes. Um and we see Ichi in full fucking Japanese superhero Sentai outfit. Um, His costume was amazing. Yeah, it, and it's like something directly out of like Kamen Rider or something like that. Like yeah. it's 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 right out of like a fucking live action. Like it's one step above Power Rangers, basically. I thought it. I was like, I was like, the Power Rangers wish that they had this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Anjo uh, catches I- Ichi peeking and starts. Uh, and I love that Ichi just starts crying when he pulls him in, and Andrew's kicking him in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ichi and just then, cries. That's the whole thing that you learn is that Ichi, every time, like, well, he cries when he's angry, and when he's angry, he turns into this killer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And Ichi has these, like, razor-tipped fucking blades in his shoes, yeah. and he cuts and he cuts Anjo in half with them. Just completely in half, head to toe. Yeah. And Andrew just stands there. Like, 
what just happened and then splits apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and here's once again where they used a practical with CG cuz him splitting in half was CG, but the organs that spill out of him were all practical. Those are probably more real organs they got at the butcher shop or something. Yeah. Um, and then and Ichi gets like a giant boner and starts playing with himself <laughs> after cutting Anjo in half. It's so fucked. <laughs> Like, I, like, you know, like, I love this movie so much. Like, there's so much stuff can, like, I, I think I might, at this point, having done this for a bunch of years, might know actors that would agree to half the things in this film, but, like... Only half it the took things a, in this film. It took a while. It definitely took a while, because there's, <laughs> there's so much crazy shit in this. Yeah. Um, so, Ichi gets a boner, and he, uh, you know, Sailor is kind of freaking up, freaking out. And uh, Ichi is like, well, you told, you know, I did what you wanted me to. I killed him. I killed him, yeah. And, and then she's like, from now on, I'll beat you up. <laughs> yeah, so and then she looks absolutely terrified. And one of my favorite parts, and I mean, definitely my favorite part of hers, which almost showed, like, a parallel thing that, like, he smiles when, like, something fucked up gets explained yeah. to him, is that when he said... When he said, well, I'll be the one to beat you up now. Before that, she was terrified, and then she gets this weird, just smile on her face. With the twitch. Yes. The twitch is what I love. <laughs> it was so well done. Yeah. And uh, so then, you know, she twitches and says thank you, and then attacks him. Yes. Um, and then he slits her throat, and there's just this great fucking, you know, blood spray. Um... And I love how she doesn't just die. Like, she tries to attack him in her final moments. Yeah. Um, which I thought was just such a cool little touch on there. Um, yeah, I love that. So we cut to Kano. Um, his face has been pierced with all sorts of uh, sewing needles. I said he looks like Pinhead in a TV. <laughs> <laughs> so Kakihara has been expelled from the syndicate. Mm -hmm. Um and I love how he's so dangerous that when he takes out his little pin to give it back, everybody gets ready to pull their guns out yeah, on him. Yeah, it was awesome. And the, the best part of that is the webcam shot. I don't know if you noticed it. Um, oh, yeah. I probably didn't know. Yeah, yeah. How uh, the guy on the, the big boss on webcam is hiding behind his shower. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. On the webcam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Kagihara uh, comes back and says he's taking over the uh, Anjo gang. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I love how he's like, oh, you know, uh, he's with all the various Anjo members. And we have the Weasley guy from the beginning of the film who didn't want to watch the boss. Like, well, uh, I guess this is where I turn uh, I turn in my cup and time to leave. And uh, Kagihara just nails him through the fucking foot. And then the next shot is all of them walking down the street, and the guy has the thing in his foot, and he's just, like, limping along, like, I'm in this. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we see and we see Ichi sitting in his room, basically catatonic, not playing Tekken. I um, love that. I love that. Because we saw him earlier just, like, asleep at the PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so Gigi comes by... And basically talks about Mish Tashibana, who is the woman who uh, was raped in this memory that Ichi keeps having. Yes. Um, and uh, in the memory, Ichi gets a boner while watching her get raped, and is like that one of the people who's raping her starts laughing at his like hard on. It is, and, and the it, fact that he can't do anything about it, and then like he cries and gets angry. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, Kakihara goes to Karen's uh, hostess club, um, and they they won't let him in because he's no longer a member of the syndicate. So he just grabs the guy's fucking cheek. Yes. And starts pulling, and then Karen joins in, and there's this awesome scene of the two of them just flirting while ripping this guy's fucking, like, cheeks off. Yeah, I love that very much. They're just, like, ripping, and because of her nails, her side of the cheek that she was pulling is just bleeding, because her nails are so long and sharp. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, so, then we go to Ichi, uh, on his bicycle, and he sees Kanako's kid, who's getting bullied. Yes. Um... And we find out that Kaneko is a former cop who lost his gun and got fired from the police force. So that's why the kid is getting bullied. What is yeah, Takashi? So, Takashi, I think, is his name. Okay. Uh, I wrote uh, it down somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, I think that's his kid's name, yeah. Takashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, uh, one of the other kids knocks over Ichi's bike, um, and then Ichi basically breaks the kid's ribs. Um, <laughs> and I love how you don't see it, but you just hear the kid moaning and pain. The kid's just the- like, you, you just like, it, he runs off with his bike and you hear the kid going, uh, uh, for like an extended period of time. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I love this movie so fucking much. Um, <laughs> do. So then Karen is beating on Kakihara. Um, and... <laughs> Yes, yes, and he's, like, tied himself up in chains that's, like... And, yeah. And he goes on about this whole thing, saying that, like, you need... She's, he's trying to teach her about how if you're gonna... If you're gonna hit someone, you have to do it with... You have to learn how to stop feeling bad for the pain that you're giving them and just focus on the pleasure that it's giving you giving while you give them pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just really, I loved that because I was like, what a fucked up relationship. Because what we didn't say is when they're tearing the dude's cheeks apart, um, Karen then goes on to say, I want to be your lady. <laughs> I want to be yeah. your woman. So it's like, this is like her initiation to be her, yeah. his girlfriend. And it doesn't, and I love that it doesn't work. She's like punching him in the face as hard as she can. And he's like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he says he's disappointed in her. I was like, what? This is abuse. <laughs> We then cut to Ichi killing a whole room of Yakuza's, and I love the whole... I love him just running into the room. <laughs> Blood just starts flying out of the fucking room. <laughs> and we see the guy's face sliding down it's the It's just wall. a whole face sliding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And there's, like, bot blood and bodies and everything. And, um... So, uh, Ichi runs from it, and uh, kind of... I guess to cut... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Takashi, right? Yeah, that's the kid's name. Yes. So, uh, Takashi sees, uh, you know, Ichi running from it all bloody. Um, Kakihara goes into the remains of the room. Um, and basically, this is where the story... I come to realize, at this point, it's a love story. It's a love story between what? Between Kakihara and Ichi. Because... Really, if you look at it, Kakihara is looking forward to his date with Ichi, where he can be brutally murdered. Yeah, he wants <laughs> um, Ichi to kill him so bad. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, let's see. Um, I can't read my note here. I can't read my note here either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote, kill the bad guys. Um, oh, and then what happens next is that Takashi, you know, he, got, he sees Ichi, right? And he mm-hmm. goes to thank him. 
Yeah. He's just tries to thank him, and Ichi just runs away. And, of course, the little kid doesn't know who this dude is, so he probably begins to idolize him in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and I love that in this scene also, when everyone is just dead, they're just so very much dead, and the fish are just chilling. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part about that, that the, the fish are just like, we're still here. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. Well, they're fish. They don't even remember a. They don't remember a minute ago. In no. their lives, the room has always been bloody. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so depressing. It's like you know that's that's the crazy thing about goldfish. It's like they only remember like a minute of their lives. So it's like, yeah, you know, exactly. That's um, true. And then he goes and he wants the police to help them, and everyone's confused by that. Kagihara wants that to happen, and they're like, no, we can just actually have them help us. We're not going to the police. Yeah. Then, so what I really like yeah. is um, that Ichi Ichi is basically like a psychotic puppy. You're right. Like he if you if you really think about it, like you know, like Kaneko goes and buys him lunch. Um, we find out Kaneko was also an Olympic level marksman, um, but Ichi like just has that like like Ichi's expressions are just awesome. Like he genuinely like you genuinely feel bad for the poor guy like he's just Seriously. so that's why i was like i don't care if you're supposed to be like an anti-hero or if you're just supposed to be this fucking maniac i want you to win yeah yeah so um we find a lot of big events have happened at this restaurant um kaneko uh was at this restaurant you know uh kaneko told his son about his divorce he was hired by the anjo gang there mm-hmm. um you know so um Ichi, you know, so then we find out Ichi basically doesn't want to kill for Gigi anymore. Um, and Kakihara hires these twin detectives. And they're um, so fucking stupid. <laughs> Sabiro, Sabiro and Jiro. Um, I hate them so much. <laughs> so, uh, I love these two characters. I thought, um, I, 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 my favorite, one of my favorite parts comes later from, uh, from, uh, Jiro. Yeah, I'll, well, Sabiro, well, Sleuthhound Sabiro is the one with the dog ears. Yeah, that. Jesus, this fucking dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that the scene where this happened? No. Well, we're, we're almost up to that. So, they talk about um, this Chinese pimp, which we already know is uh, Long, um, and Miu Miu. So, they kidnap Miu Miu. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, Carrot and Gigi are playing Mahjong. And we find out Ichi wasn't actually uh, bullied. Um, and that Ichi actually killed his parents, and Gigi basically made up this whole high school rape story. Um, but he thinks he overdid it, um, because it as actually ended up getting... As far as the rape thing, as far as the rape yeah. thing goes, he overdid it, yeah. Yeah, and we also find out that, um, it's very likely that he might have given the same memory to Karen as well. Yes. You know, um, so the detectives kidnap Mew Mew. Oh, they cut off her nipples. Like, it's just such a... And it's a a very graphic scene where they pin her nipples down and then just slice them off. Yeah. On Um, the table. It's so gross. So, uh, they, they aren't really getting any information from her. So, Sabiro, uh, well, puts on his dog ears. And smells her vagina. And figures yeah. out where Long is. <laughs> By smelling her vagina? Figures out where Long is. It's crazy. And I was yeah. like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, they go off. Um, Ka- Kakihara doesn't want uh, Kaneko uh, helping out. And so Kaneko, so Kaneko feels Kaneko, really left out. <laughs> yeah, he, he feels kind of useless. He tries to help the girl. 
Um, she isn't responding, so he just starts beating the shit out of her. <laughs> um, oh my god. So we go to uh, Long and his, um, I don't even know if you could call that an apartment. It looks like a, I don't even know what that is. It looks like um, a broom closet in, like, a dormitory. It's yeah, that size. Like, like, I'm sure there's a name for it, a uh, Japanese name for it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, but, um. Sorry, we'll Google it. <laughs> You know, so there's this great shot of all this multicolored lighting outside his um, kind of screen window. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, Sabiro's um, silhouette with the dog ears on. So ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so Long runs. He falls through the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that when he goes around the corner, Kakihara is just watering the plants outside. Yeah, he just he has this water bottle and he just went and he goes and he waters the plants and put the water bottle exactly where he found it. It's just it's just normal. It humanized him in a way that I was like, but the, it made me dislike him even more. The fact that he was able to be a human for a moment, and of course it yeah. was all a ploy. But you know, it was amazing. I, I love that he's just like you know, huh? These plants look like they need watering. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting to kill this guy, but those plants look very thirsty. <laughs> So, <laughs> the plants didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, uh, basically Long starts baiting uh, Kakihara, um, and uh, he starts beating him up, and Kakihara is basically, like, telling him to put more effort into it, because there's no yeah, love the, in your punches. There's no love in your punches. <laughs> and then Kakihara takes his piercings out and catches Long's hand in his mouth. His whole fist in his mouth. yeah. And then bites the skin off his hand. Yeah. Just, he's, like, filleted at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so amazing. Karen's waiting for Ichi. Um, you know, she she uh, rubs up against him and basically tells him that she uh, was Tachibana. And that goes poorly. That goes very poorly for her. That was not a good strategy. <laughs> it could have worked. She goes into this whole thing talking about how, like, oh, when this happened to her in high school when he was there, she wanted him or anyone else to rape her. And all she wanted is for someone to slice her up into little bits because it fucked her up for life and all that stuff. Which is not what she should have said. <laughs> not to Ichi. You no, never want to say that to Ichi. She said that to fucking Ichi. Because he goes and she goes to give him a blowjob. And he's just like, she asks what's wrong. And then he just like runs away and then offers to cut her up. And she's like, wait, no, it wasn't me. I was not this person. I'm sorry. I was not this person. I wasn't. And he just doesn't listen. He just thinks that because she doesn't want it, that that means that she does want it, which is a age-old problem that we have since amended, I think. <laughs> Ichi has never heard of consent. So, no, he um, hasn't. And so he chops her leg off with his weird yeah. blade in his boot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then kills her. Um, By slashing her neck, slitting yeah, her throat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, we go back to Kakihara, who is pissed off that Mew Mew is dead. And I love that Kanako is hiding under the table. Yes, so uh, good. Yeah, so they torture Long for a little bit. Um, and then Gigi calls to say that Ichi is coming. Um, you know, right about the time that, uh, Takihara was about to split Long's penis with scissors. Um. Yes. So Long gets so, out of a penis splitting, so good for Long. Yeah. Long get you know, so... Excuse me. Uh, when he does that, though, um, <laughs> uh, 
Juro is looking at um, a severed arm and uh, basically starts. Well, that that hap- I'm sorry. That's that's later. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is just such a fucked up movie. So, uh, the big bodyguard, like Yakuza dude, uh, Takayama, um, who is in um, uh, Kill Bill, actually. is in Kill Bill Part 1. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, Tarantino has uh, said he's a fan of this film, so he hired, um, he hired uh, Takayama in it. Nice. Um, so, actually, uh, another... Well, um, that's for a later date. But anyway, so um, Takayama catches Gigi... But um, GT uses the behind you thing to uh, get Takayama. Oh, he's right behind you. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, he beats up uh, Takayama, and then GT starts taking his clothes off. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this? Why? why? Just why is this happening? <laughs> so, so describe um gg a little bit i don't think we've done justice to what he looks like Gigi and how funny it is like this very when he small, takes all older man yeah. who's just kind of like he's kind of like he's pretty he's very he's not strong he's just very smart in some ways but really kind of adult in other ways and he he, he reminds me of if you were japanese this guy would be your uncle yeah he's very much you don't really give him a second thought Type of yeah. Thing. So what he does is he goes and he takes off all of his clothes, and I'm like, why the fuck is this happening? And turns out he's like this crazy bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah. And he's fucking massive. And yeah. Like, he just growls like. Arr, arr. Yeah. Like they they basically like, hired a bodybuilder and then just CG'd uh, the actor who plays Gigi's head onto his body. It was hilarious. I loved it. And he yeah, and he like you know. Walks up to fucking um, Takayama and just rips him fucking limb from limb. Yeah, he does. Like, breaks every bone in his body and then winds up, like, throwing the body, throwing the body against the door where uh, Kakehara and people are. um, Yeah. And that scares them. So, uh, you know, uh, Jiro looks at the severed arm and is like, do you think it's possible to yank someone's arm off? (laughs) And... And Saburo is basically saying that you can't do it, so Juro is really upset about that. <laughs> um, and for some reason, Gigi starts giving uh, Ichi um, even more twisted narrative um, that uh, Kaneko is his long-lost brother. Um, but, um, <laughs> so, Jiro manages to rip off Long's arm just by yanking on it enough. I was like, what? Yeah, he was just like, you think I can do this? I'm going to do this. Just <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love that he goes up to, he goes up to Long and asks him, do you think, that's, you think it's possible to do? And he do? goes, no, 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 it's, imp- it's impossible. <laughs> that's what and he's says. like, well, h- well, hold on. <laughs> Let me give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ichi kills him. Um, Takihara and Sabiro come back. Um... I love uh, and uh, I love that Kakihara. Uh, I'm sorry that Sabiro can tell exactly when Jiro dies. <laughs> yeah, and he gets all upset. He was like, "Oh, I wanted to kill him someday." Yeah, <laughs> and it's very obvious Kakihara is in love at this point of the movie. <laughs> um, like he like he's just totally in love at this point. So, um, Ichi kills Sabiro and starts uh, chasing um, at Kakihara, and there's this great lo- uh, wide shot. Of um, Kaneko, uh, Ichi, and uh, Kakihara all running in three different directions. Yeah, it was awesome. In this, like, apartment complex thing. Um, and 
they end up running up to the roof uh, for this roof, t- basically what's going to be the big epic rooftop battle. Roof face off. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I love, like, the use of slow motion, and, like, the fr- like it goes from frenetic to slow motion. Yeah, it does, and, right. and they slow down the music when that happens, too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so, uh, Kakihara, um, you know, is basically uh, cornered by Ichi. And uh, it's like gonna be the you know Kakihara is super excited like this is this is the fucking love of his life like basically in front of him. Yeah, I think that makes sense now that you say that like he's in love with him because earlier in the scene he says to I forget who right before this scene he says I'm scared. And yeah. I think that maybe it's it's because he just knows that it's coming that the inevitable is coming from the person who he's the most obsessed about. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's not even, and he says he's not even scared that he about getting killed. He's scared about how, you know, about being disappointed by how excited he is by this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, they have like, you know, they start their rooftop battle, and Ichi goes to uh, kill Kakihara, but his, um, uh, you know, uh, his leg gets caught in the, um, in the, uh, in, in the fence. Yeah. Um. So, um. You know, it looks like there's going to be another crazy epic move, but then Kaneko interrupts and shoots uh, Ichi. Twice in the um, knee. And, and yeah. after Ichi's like, why? Why have you done this to me? Again, thinking that it's his brother this whole time. Yeah. And I love how disappointed Kakihara is by this. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck, everyone? <laughs> yeah. This is about me. <laughs> yeah, so Ichi kills Kaneko. Um, and Kaneko gets killed right in front of his son, uh, Takashi. Um, and so, yeah, so he's dying, but, like, he's telling his son it'll be alright while there's blood just pouring out of his throat. I've never seen so much blood come out of someone with a slit throat in movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so he (laughs) he dies in front of his son. Ichi is really upset. He apologizes (laughs) to the kid while he cries. And then the kid starts kicking Ichi. He just kicks the, the shit out of Ichi. It's amazing. And I love how Kakihara's moment is just ruined. <laughs> yeah, like he just got robbed of everything. Like I love the I love the anticlimax of the end of this film so yeah. much because it's it's so like not how this movie is supposed to end. No, it's supposed to it's, be some epic battle where everyone in the city winds up dead, probably. Yeah, like no, like this is honestly like this scene inspired the end of a uh, season of season one of Demon Hunter, where oh. Julie. Yeah, where Julie is given this whole, like, episode leading up to her, like, you know, going against these Lovecraftian forces, and she's like, eh, it sounds like too much effort. <laughs> I loved the anti-climax of this, and I wanted to kind of recapture, Now like, I know. Charles like, loves like, to, like, not tell me these things until after I've already finished shooting those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I love that, um, you know, Kakihara is just like, you're so selfish to eat <laughs> Yeah, I love that too. That was awesome. And so Ichi is crying. The little kid is beating him up. It's the least, like, <laughs> fucking action ending ever. Um, and Kikihara goes, goes, damn, there's no one left to kill me. <laughs> yeah, so he, so he pulls out his, like, fucking giant sewing needles and goes to kill himself with them. And then 
suddenly we hear Ichi's crying is stopped. Yeah, but what we I look think over. that happened is well, that well, well, that... well, wait, 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 wait. I, I want to describe it for the people who haven't seen the movie, because oh, this yes. is, even though they shouldn't be listening to us. Um, but, you know, so he looks over, and Ichi has beheaded the little boy. And yes. Ichi starts fucking uh, limping towards him. And, uh, you know... And, and, and finally, they're going to get their battle, and Ichi takes his broken fucking leg, and he digs it into Kakihara's forehead, and Kakihara falls backwards, and there's this great shot of him balancing on the balcony, and then he falls what looks like 25 fucking floors to his death. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then we, we cut to Gigi, um, where Gigi goes over to Kakihara's body, and there's no... Uh, there's, there's no, no wound on his forehead. Yeah. So you, so what we kind of, um, you know, it's kind of ambiguous as to what happened, but I, from listening to the commentary and the director, basically, uh, Kakihara killed himself. Um, and all of that whole little sequence was his fantasy. Oh. <laughs> while he, while he was, while he jumped off the roof. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what I was going to say? When he puts the needles in his ears and stuff, he goes to... What I loved about that is that he doesn't kill himself, but he deafens himself, and he can't... He So he becomes deaf and can't hear anything. Yeah. And he just... Yeah. You look in his face, and he just... It's such bliss. Like, the love yeah. that he's caused himself with the pain. Just how it's changed him, and I loved mm-hmm. that. And that also plays into definitely now you saying that, that it, it was all something in his head. Of course he wants everything to go away so he can't hear anything while, like, right before his imminent demise. Yeah. 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 So um, we then cut to Gigi has been hung, and we see a bunch of uh, kids, uh, and it looks like Ichi's walking with them, but they very quickly cut to uh, to Kashi. Um and it's kind of ambiguous. Once again, it's kind of ambiguous. But what happened, according to the producer and director, is that um, Ichi was kicked to death by Takashi, <laughs> <laughs> and then Gigi tried to do the same thing to Takashi. Um, to raise him as the next Ichi, but um, he eventually turns on Gigi and, and hangs him. That explains the ending way better than what I thought it was. Well, what did you think? Like, I, it took, I had a different interpretations of it myself for a while. I didn't think about Takashi even being in that group of kids. I just thought that Ichi had healed and time had passed and he hung Gigi. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's Takashi, and basically Takashi became the next Ichi. That's uh, the next Ichi, and that's why. Uh, so it's like years later that he basically kind of turns on Gigi. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then, and then uh, that's the end of the movie. Which just, and I love, I love how the credits just kind of like are going from different directions. Yeah. And it's just you know like there's just I I like overall like this is in my top five movies ever like I love Ichi the Killer so incredibly much he does and you can tell because this will be our longest podcast to date <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we spoke about the postman for a long time <laughs> why did we do that well it's because that movie was way too long yeah that movie was about an hour longer than this fucking movie yeah yeah but um so what did you think of it Chelsea overall I really enjoyed it. I wish that I had had the time to watch the entire thing in one sitting because I would have enjoyed it more. Um, I definitely understand why it's one of Charles's favorite movies, and it was thrilling for me to not know what was going to happen next but assume that there was going to be some disgusting gore. So that was fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, and I think it's very intricate that, you know, these little B-plots come out that you don't think are going to be important, and then you're like, oh, shit, it tied in in the end. It's mm-hmm. very smart, smartly written. Yeah, Ichi, um, I first saw it, I don't remember the year, it might have been 2002, it might have been 2003, but um, for a year, I remember it was just like this crazy movie that we we thought we'd never get in America, and uh, there used to be, um, I don't know if they still have it, but... Um, there used to be this annual film festival in New York that would show all these movies that would never come to America. And uh, that's how I first saw Ichi the Killer, was um, at one of those. That's amazing. Do they still do that? I want that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't think they did it. Th- if they're still doing it, they didn't do it this year because of COVID. Oh, well, yes. Uh, duh. <laughs> but, exactly. but it used to be, it used to be, I think, on like 2nd Street or something like that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Second Street and First Avenue, or something like that. There used to be like a. a it didn't even look like a theater. It, it was basically like an art house, but they had a theater uh, in there. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, like I've seen mo- I've seen movies uh, twice there. Cool. Ichi um, the Killer was the first one, um, and it was great to like see Ichi the Killer in a theater. Yeah. You know, with like fellow like people who. You know, like, we had only heard about this movie for, like, the last year or two. It was two. like an urban, le- an urban legend that you weren't sure if yeah. you'd ever get to see. Yeah, and the funniest part was, I remember after we came out of it, we're like, yeah, I can definitely see why we're never going to put that on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and that's one of the things I love about it, is that it pushes, like, there's so many things in there I don't think you could do. It Definitely not an American film. No. You know, it's one of the things about Mickey is Mickey is able to get these incredibly and 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 what I love about it is it's not just like a trauma film where everything's just weird, but the acting is shitty. Um, it's well acted. The cinematography is amazing. Um, it's such a well put together movie. And you normally normally you kind of have that choice between you can have a weird film or you can have a a really wonderful artistic film. And I think. That's one of the things I love about Mickey is that he's able to, to combine those two. Yeah, it really, in a way that I you can't don't wait see. To see more of what he does, of what he's done. Well, he is not going to be our next film, but we are going to stay in Asia uh, for our mm-hmm. next film. Um, our next film is going to be a, a South Korean film. Okay. Uh, by the name of Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I, uh, I'm embarrassed that I don't know the director's name offhand right now, but, um, I will send you the info Amazing. and we will watch it. And it's, uh, it's the, the first of the, uh, Vengeance trilogy. Oh, it's a um, trilogy. So exciting. Yes. Yes. So, um, I, which I actually saw part two first, but, um, it's, it's still, you know, it still worked. Um, Can't anyway. Wait. Yeah, so uh, we want to thank all of you. Yeah, thank you, all dozens of you, for listening. <laughs> tell for all listening. your friends. And, uh, yeah, no, tell your friends. Um, you should also watch Ichi the Killer if you have a strong stomach and you can deal with some of the crazy shit that you we've talked about. You definitely need a strong stomach. And my, like, second portion, my second break today, I watched a chunk of it, and it was during lunch, and I sat down and I heated up my, like, delicious leftover sourdough flatbread and something, I forget, oh, it was when the face was cut off and it was just it sliding down the wall. And I went and I, I was going to take my first bite and put my teeth down on the flatbread and just took it right back out and put it back on the plate and put the plate aside. <laughs> so uh, you definitely good, need a strong stomach, but... Good thing you didn't know how the title sequence was done with the cum bucket. Uh, <laughs> with the cum bucket. 
Seriously. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, man, I just keep thinking of the uh, <laughs> the scene with uh, Sleuthhound Shapiro. I'm trying to imagine like an actress. You give her this. Yeah, he's gonna sniff your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut off your nipples we're gonna torture you and yeah. then you're when someone tries to help you we're not gonna let it happen but before that someone's gonna sniff your vagina in order to find out the exact location of your pimp just so you know <laughs> yeah yeah now you're gonna be wearing no worry you won't be nude but you'll be wearing you'll be wearing pantyhose <laughs> And yeah. his face, and his face will be, his nose will be literally right in your crotch. So, <laughs> I hope she was paid in whatever equivalent in three in three million yen. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, but yeah, um, so check out each of the killer, Ch- uh, Chelsea. Where can people check that out? You can check it out on Shutter. That's where I watched it. So if you don't have a Shutter subscription and you listen to our stuff, then you're stupid. Get one. Shutter really should be giving us some sort of code so we can give people a discount. Probably. Get on that shutter. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's on shutter. Um, and uh, yeah, and you can you can uh, find us at CL Squared Productions on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at Charles D Lincoln. And I am and on you can Instagram find... at Chelsea Yes, we also have we also have Twitters, but I don't do anything on Twitter. So not me neither. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's how you can uh, you can get in touch with us, and uh, I hope you have enjoyed our podcast, and I hope you uh, check out Ichi the Killer and um, watch it and go, what the fuck is wrong with them that they like this film? Um, <laughs> Again, in Charles's top five films. <laughs> yes, top five films of all time, people. Anyway, so that this has been us, and tune in next week where we will handle sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Oh, Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye.